The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the SGPN Store. Everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joined with our hosts, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? I'm doing good. I always love these early Wednesday shows before the games here. It's, uh, it's you know, right after work. It's good, good time to crack open a cold one and talk some hockey with the boys here. So look forward to, to talking about these uh, games that happened last night and the games tomorrow. It's another beautiful day here in Vancouver. Unfortunately, uh, I'm a fucking nerd, and I'm uh, instead of enjoying the sights, you know, the girls are uh, wearing a little less clothes, showing more skin, and um, all going down to the beach. But instead, I'm here grinding away. College football futures are popping up. Uh, I bet some uh, some stuff for like the uh, Georgia SEC East minus two eighty five. That was a hammer play. Just uh, fucking bet all I could on that. Uh, they're going to dominate the SEC. And, um, yeah, what else did I bet? I bet Texas plus 160 for the Big 12. I think they're going to be way better this year. I had a lot of bad luck last year. But, uh, yeah, you, you guys don't care about this stuff in May. But, uh, you know, college football nerds like I do, we care about this shit. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's hockey season still. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Talon's right. Or no, Ryan's right. He was the one who said it. That uh, we're, we're looking forward to these uh, next couple of games here. So uh, yeah, let, let's let's pay it off. Get get some wins. Uh, hopefully the Oilers and Devils come through. Fucking love you, Jolie man. You're such a beauty. It's it. What is it? It's May third. This guy's fucking just sitting there grinding out college football bets already. Unbelievable. Um, isn't isn't all of, didn't all of Georgia get drafted to Philadelphia though? Does that not worry you? Oh man, they 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 replace guys like no problem. They got the, like the best recruiting classes. Uh, they they got a new quarterback coming in. Carson Beck looked great in the spring game. Um, Stetson, yeah, I love Stetson Bennett, but uh, he he he's not exactly an elite QB. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Plus, the rest of the SEC East is down this year. Uh, I don't think the Tennessee will be as good. The Kentucky will be shit. South Carolina is no is no um is no powerhouse. That's for sure. So Georgia is the only really elite team. So uh yeah, I'm I'm. Yeah, their 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 win total is going to be eleven and a half. If if not if it's not already out, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them win all twelve games. So yeah, it's it's Georgia's uh, league to lose. Hell yeah! All right, I'm uh, I'm doing good, boys. I've had a productive day, bro. I woke up. You know, I'm I'm off today, right? I'm back at back at work tomorrow night. So uh, I had the day off. I woke up maybe like eleven o'clock ish or so. Slept in pretty good. Fucking did a shit like three loads of laundry, cleaned the whole apartment, did dishes, cleaned the stovetop, cleaned the counter, took all the garbage out, took all the recycling. I had seven, pla- I, I use grocery bags for my empty beer cans, seven plastic bags of groceries or of uh, beer cans I brought down. I got it all, fucking Amazon boxes out, everything. This place is looking gorgeous in here. Productive day, boys. I'm feeling good. Do a podcast. Dinner's already prepped as well, so after this show, bang out a quick dinner. Fucking, we're rocking here, boys. Unreal. 
All right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Eric website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Obviously, we got round two of the NHL. Absolutely awesome. Uh, NBA, I imagine they're in round two. Shit's probably going crazy in the world of basketball. Uh, we got, look out, we got college football coming up soon, apparently. Guess not, but still. Uh, spring football is going off, though. USFL is doing its thing. Gotta love it. It's been an absolute blast. Ryan, what's going on in the world of baseball? Anything changed from yesterday and today? Uh, Bryce Harper had hit a double today. I think it was maybe, maybe his first extra base hit back, but nothing. Nothing really changed in the past, what, 20 hours? <laughs> Probably about that. That's still good to see. Glad all the baseball guys are popping off. Good for the sport. Uh, you like? Are you liking the pitch clock? Is that still a thing? You digging it? Um, Yeah, it, it speeds up games. I think there, there's pros and cons to it. I think it should be a bit longer, five or ten seconds. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like it. Okay, okay, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports and Ask RF1 as well. Be sure to go, and MMA, be sure to go check out all the information at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, listen to the shows. A lot of love goes into those shows, baby. So a lot of good content there as well. A lot, a lot of people are absolutely killing it. And be sure to read the articles. Oh, my God, let me drink a beer. Read the articles as well. Uh, I'm getting over this cold, boys. I'm feeling better, but it's still a little bit of a cough. Read the articles. Tons of stuff going on, man. Um, great content, too, as well. Shout out to uh, Ryan's other podcast, Baseball Money is Fake, as well, with him and Blake. Uh, be sure to listen to that. And, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. A lot of love coming around in the Discord the past day. It was uh, During the first round, there was a lot of shit going on, but a lot of people kind of, you know, tightened up a little bit where uh, the certain teams are out. So people are kind of jumping on uh, different teams to follow, and there's a lot of support going on in this thing. So that's absolutely awesome to see. Shout out my boy, Beijing Wings. You know what you did, you fucking beauty. So that's absolutely awesome. Uh, Discord's great, man. If you're not in there, get your ass in the Discord. Reach out to myself and Ryan on Twitter. Uh, you can fax Joel, uh, or you can reach out to the HCPN Twitter account. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Absolutely free. doesn't cost you a thing. You're losing money by not being in there, baby. So shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Yeah, get in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Follow us on Twitter, at HockeySGPN. In turn, put up a, a fire clip last night from uh, Twitterless Joel talking about the, the Truba hit. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, leave us a five-star rating review. Subscribe, auto-download on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're going to jump into a bit of NHL news here. There's something that we wanted to discuss last show, but we all completely forgot about it. Uh, Daryl Sutter, coach of the Calgary Flames, he is officially out. Uh, they are coachless here. Uh, from the sounds of it, man, a lot of the players kind of went up after the fact, and uh, they, they weren't really too happy with old Uncle Daryl there. I forget, who's that young kid name is that he was kind of shitting all over? Peltier. 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 A lot of players kind of cited that as like a prime example of why they weren't really too happy with the style of coaching. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty big in Calgary, man. I know they, they got rid of a lot of, I think, like management in the offseason as well, too. But then the backlash kind of went out. And I guess uh, starters out the door. Sometimes, you know, uh, the message just the message just gets old and uh, it doesn't resonate with the players here. They just get sick of it. Uh, clearly, that's a case of what happened. I don't think you can call Daryl Sutter a bad coach at all. Look at his tenure around the league and his long history. He's been absolutely fantastic. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you're trying to fit a, what do they say, trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. I feel like that's kind of what we had here in Calgary, for better or for worse. Uh, interesting, though. What do you guys think? Yeah, it looks like, felt like he just wore out his welcome there. Um, you know, I mean, the, the the trades for Huberto and Uyghur, I mean, we're seeing Kachuk succeed in the playoffs. Maybe if they kept Kachuk, if they were able to keep him, they would have made the playoffs and maybe won a round or two. But got Huberto, you know, Sutter's not getting it just doesn't fit his style what 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 they're doing with Calgary i saw uh, frank saravalli said that after sutter was fired many of the flames players rescinded their trade requests so we'll see who they end up bringing in there should be a, i think quite a few good coaching candidates out there 
Yeah, it was when Tree Living got fired. It, it was thought that maybe Sutter, Sutter, Sutter ugh, not Sutler, Sutler, Sutter would stay. <laughs> oh, Sutter would stay, uh, but apparently that's not the case. Uh, after the new management came in, apparently they asked, uh, you know, they, they did the interviews with the players, and uh, they must have had a pretty, pretty negative opinion of their old coach there, uh, which is why they ended up firing him. And uh, that's probably for the best. You know, I'm a big Daryl Sutter fan, but uh, he didn't have a a uh, good run there after last year's excellent season. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw the same kind of thing with, with the Kings. The Kings were awesome for a while, but uh, when, the, when they didn't uh, they didn't win anymore, then that's when that kind of coaching kind of uh, grates on players, and then it just ends up uh, bringing the whole team down. That's the same kind of thing that happened with Calgary this year. Uh, a bunch of young guys. I think they, they, they will be better served by a younger coach, more um, – adaptable to today's game you might say um yeah i mean Sutter, you know legendary coach won two cups with the kings and uh he'll he'll be uh great in calgary uh he fucking uh he just he got a two-year contract and got fired even before it kicked in so he's gonna get another eight million bucks there so he can buy a nice fucking uh, beautiful tractor and be a, a farmer in, in alberta the, the biggest dick in the in the farm um yeah so he, he's doing good but uh the calgary's probably better served uh going elsewhere um because yeah Sutter is a guy you need to bring in for like a win now mode like a two-year lifespan and if he doesn't win then uh players are going to get sick of his shit so yeah that, that that's that's how it is in calgary i agree did you guys see there was apparently an anonymous there's like a like write my professor for nhl coaches and a player wow. left, a, left a review that said, Daryl Sutter was the most negative person, let alone coach, I've ever come, come across in my career. He would belittle, belittle his players in the team setting constantly and went as far as to not feed grown men on the airplane because we lost a hockey game. Holy shit, bro. Fucking right. And apparently... <laughs> you don't uh, want your 30. Yeah, you don't fucking... You gotta earn your keep around. <laughs> apparently, uh, someone did some digging, and, and it's pretty apparent that uh, Dan Carcillo is the one that posted that review because he also had reviews that lined up with uh, other coaches Marcel he played for. Yeah, so, he's a fucking loser anyways. So, yeah. so, so it, it makes sense that that Carcillo would, would uh, put that review. True, true. Now, if you were, I, obviously this is, you know, way too early speculation or something. Obviously we'll know more about who's actually still available in the coaching market. If you were to pick anybody, you know, to fill that role, what, uh, any thoughts at all or no? I Off the top of my head, I don't know who's out there. I'm not sure if Joel has any better idea. Not really, but uh, it's going to be a totally different direction, I think. Um, I got one guy in mind here, and Jolie, you might think this is either a great idea or a fucking terrible idea because you would have a better uh, better finger on the pulse here. I know his record isn't necessarily the greatest as a head coach in the NHL. He had a lot of success in the AHL. I think Travis Green might not be the worst option for this guy. He's a younger coach, a younger team. He's been around the league. He, you know, former player, of course, that goes a long way as well. You know, he's been in a Canadian market as well. So I, that's, I'm just spitballing here. Maybe, you know, Joel, you might know have a better input to that than I would. Nah, man, I'm uh, out of the loop in that regard. Fair enough. I think I, I think Biles must, right now he's an AHL head coach with Coachella Valley. I'm not sure what team that's for. He could be an interesting uh, look please, there. Just, just please no Boudreaux. I don't or, want to see no more fucking Boudreaux. LaViolette could be a guy they hired to possibly put him over the top. Bring in Babcock. Go for one piece of shit, do another. That's cool. Get Babs out there. 
Calgary, you'd fucking love it. No, I like Travis Green. I, I would like to see him in the behind the bench of Calgary. But anyways, um, okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, the late game last night. Hell of a fucking game it was, too. Uh, overtime win for the Seattle Kraken against the Dallas Stars in game one. It was a 5-4 final. Uh, holy shit, man. Pavelski on his first game back from injury pops in four fucking goals himself, but it's still not enough to get it done here. Uh, like I said, the Kraken did win in overtime. Kraken are, uh, they're, you know, I, I gotta give some credit to Ryan here, man. I was shitting on them for a lot here. They're a sneaky good team, especially in these playoffs, man. What is it with franchise teams and their first time getting in, just going on absolute heaters or not franchise teams, expansion teams? Like this, uh, this Kraken team's looking good. Uh, defensively, I don't fucking love them. Goaltending wise, I'm still not sold on Philip fucking Grubauer. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but yeah, they're, they're getting it done in ugly wins, man. So they, they don't ask how they ask how many cracking with a big win here. What do you guys think? Yeah. But, I mean, I thought once Dallas came back to tie it and force overtime, they would probably win the game, but Seattle was able to get a bit of a lucky bounce, I guess, in overtime. I mean, the ESPN cameras didn't catch it too well with, uh, Yanni Gord, of course, one of their many players with playoff experience, Stanley cup winning experience, getting it done for them. They had a, had a good first and second period and kind of, you know, Went into a shell in the third period, which is typical of a Dave Hackstall team, and, and and that cost them a bit. But they were able to uh, put it together in overtime and, and get the win. That, like you said, they asked they asked how many, and they they have one out of four for this series. So I think there's still could be some value there on on, on the Kraken or on the Stars. I Maybe mean, we'll get into that more when we discuss uh, tomorrow's games. Big story for me is uh, the goaltending situation. Ottinger has proven that uh, he's an elite goalie, but uh, early in the series he he's not exactly an elite goalie uh, we saw it last year against the flames he was way better towards the end of the series we saw it the the series against the wild way better in the last few games against them and now uh, another another poor start for him so it, it's clear that the, the stars goalie gets better as the series goes along goes deeper and uh that, that's a good sign though for the stars um when you got a guy with that kind of mentality like the vasilevsky kind of thing like he always gets better the longer the series goes on so yeah i'm not too concerned about the stars um yeah pavelski obviously a huge game for him and uh, if you had to pay me like uh, a toonie for every time the uh the cbc broadcast said uh tip after uh the third period tip 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 tipping tip tip tipper uh i would have been a rich man um yeah but that that's what he does he just tips the puck in the net he's the best tipper in the league here we go i'm gonna give yourselves a, a couple more toonies um but uh, yeah yep, all right big story i thought the cracker were kind of slowing down in the third period i thought they'd be tired out after the second seven game series against the avalanche is coming off of one day break but uh yeah they, they had a good overtime period kept up with the stars and uh, ended up getting the, the lucky break i mean it was a 50 50 game at that point uh, but I, I still think the stars have a big advantage going forward so yeah uh interesting game uh obviously we were recording during like half of it so i didn't exactly see <laughs> a lot of it but i uh, definitely did did watch the third period pretty intently and uh, i thought the stars were were uh good money for that but um at the end of the day if if you score the overtime winner then uh, you advance to um uh, then you deserve the win so um yeah uh, um i don't know what else to say like jay cottinger is gonna be better going forward but uh group hour is is uh you know he let in four goals but he's still pretty good uh but i don't i don't expect him to be as, as good as under going forward so carry on we got a uh, breaking news here i'm not sure if it 
we should discuss it much, but Timo Meyer is out for game one. He's not on the ice for the warm-ups. I couldn't be Mark Stone. I also wanted to uh, shout out FanDuel for uh, having Pavelski at 250-1 to 1 to win the Smythe, even a- after he had a hat trick. So uh, I-, I bet that he's now down to 30-1. to 1. Wow. Damn. Hey, Ryan, you got any toonies over there or what? Do I have any toonies? Do you got any toonies? Like a tune? You want me to sing a song? He's going to have a lot of toonies after he bet the, the number of times I said tip. And <laughs> Do you not even know what a toonie is? It's it, 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 I, know, I know it's loonies and toonies, is it not? Yeah, I mean, it's like a little $2 coin. You don't yeah, got any... That's what you throw at the strippers, right? No, no, you throw quarters at those cheap. Oh, ones. sorry. <laughs> uh, have you ever been to Canada? No? I've just been to Niagara Falls uh, a few times. Uh, that's, that's, that's about it. I'm hoping to go to Toronto sometime. I heard there's someone uh, pretty fun there that I, I can meet up with. You come to Toronto, we'll bring you down to the brass rail. You'll have a good time, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, all right, that's good. Let's throw some ads here. And let's all right. Games, boys. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. They also have the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Go to ShadyRays.com and use S- use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGillingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Hell yeah. That's a good deal, bro. 50% off and two pairs. That's mm-hmm. like... That's almost like buy one, get one free. Is that a It is, one? yeah. It's essentially buying one free. Hell yeah. Good math, eh? All right, boys. Uh, we got two games set here for Thursday, May 4th. Uh, on a, on the Thursday, like I said, two games. Star Wars, Dad. I didn't realize it's May 4th. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, boys, are we ready to rock and roll here or what? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. What a dog. Uh, first game on the docket. We got the Florida Panthers against the Toronto Maple Leafs, baby. It's game two. Game itself is in Toronto. Florida currently leads the series one to nothing. Uh, Florida on the money line sitting at plus 155. Leafs on the money line at minus 180. The over-unders is six and a half. Over-paying off minus 135. The under plus 115. Boys, this is a borderline. You know what? No, fucking not even borderline. If When you were down against Tampa, one nothing. If game two was a must-win then, this is a must-win now for the Leafs as well here. You can't go into Florida down two games. Uh, this is a strong Panthers team, man. I know that they kind of got shit on a little bit based off where they finished in the standings. But I think uh, Jolie said something important last show as well. This is a team that's one year off of winning the President's Trophy. You don't just get that shit overnight. I know they have some changes in personnel, uh, but still, man, this is a good Florida team here. Paul Maurice is a hell of a coach. Leafs got to step up, bro. They got to bring their a game here they got to come out and they got to get out the game strong they got to solve Bobrovsky goals come in numbers I had a coach used to say that you get one fucking more more gonna follow so you got to come out early if you get power play chances you got to fucking get it done one thing I did notice too Florida is not attacking on the power play the way the Tampa did they're letting you fucking dance around they're letting you set things up and the Leafs forced it a little bit because they were so used to the Tampa penalty kill where they had to just get bodies in front of pucks on net Florida's giving you time man so start using that time I'm sure Sheldon Keith made the adjustment there um so yeah, I like the Leafs on this. Moneyline minus 180. It's it's a little bit of juice there. I'm I prefer them in regulation. I saw it earlier. I think it was paying off uh minus 115 for the Leafs to get it done in regulation.
regulation. You got to answer here, boys. Now, just because they did it in game two versus Tampa, you can't really put any clout into that. But this is a big fucking game for them. They got to come out swinging. The big dicks got to be the big dicks. And uh, there's no bigger dick than fucking Poppy, baby. So let's go, Matthews. Let's get this job done. As far as over-under goes here, I'm going to go towards the over at six and a half minus 135. Bobrovsky played well, man. I hope I hope for my fucking heart and for my sake that he doesn't just steal this series because he had a hell of a game yesterday. But the boys got some chances. Pucks are on net. Hopefully Sammy can have a better game too. But I'm still going to go with the over 6.5 minus 135. Yeah, I like the Leafs here to still win this series at a plus odds. I like them to win this game at minus 180. Not going to play around with regulation because uh, their last two meetings in the regular season, late March, early April, both went to overtime. Both went under as well, as well as uh, game one did, 4-2. Look for a bit there. It might end up getting over, but only six goals there. Panthers just are not a good road team. They only won a few straight road games during the regular season, I think, once in this calendar year, and that was um, against Toronto and then Montreal and then Columbus. Besides that, they're like 500 on the road in Toronto. I mean, it's not a, a must-win game. It is an elimination game. It's more like a, a can't-lose type of game is what I've been, been seeing, and I kind of like that. It's a can't-lose game. You can't go down 2-0 to Florida heading back down there. So, yeah, they got to win this game. I could see it going to overtime, so maybe, maybe sprinkle that, plus 300, plus 320, whatever. That's around, but like the Leafs here, minus 180, and I would lean to the under for uh, plus 115. The first game was, um, it was a pretty even game. Chuck really got in the faces of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, you got a couple hits in, got hit a couple times, notably by Jake McCabe, but uh, he loves that shit. He's like, uh, you know, a preeminent rat there, and uh, he, he got the Leafs off their game, I think. Um, but thankfully the for the Leafs fans, they, they have a few guys who can uh, dish it out themselves. So I think they, they should be able to uh, battle against that, that kind of uh, antagonism that antagonist and uh, make this a physical series that they can um, win for once um, after, you know, the, the past few years, they, they kind of like bowed down, took it up the ass, but uh, th- this Leafs team has a few more characters in it. Uh, we saw, you know, Ryan O'Reilly take a high stick up in the eye uh, with 40 seconds left there. He's just right back on the ice. I like to see that. Um so for this game, yeah, I, I don't have a strong feeling for the side. I kind of lean to the the Leafs for the series at plus 105. Now I I like that one. I think that they can make this a uh, make this a series. I mean they, they they were dominated by the Lightning in Game One in Toronto, and then um, but they still managed to win that series. And this one, they were the better team, I think overall. Uh, I mean, Bobrovsky was the better goalie, and. Um, the Panthers were able to capitalize on a, on a few chances, but I think the Leafs were, you know, they they, they were they were good there. So I, I like the Leafs to win the series, and uh, I do like the under six and a half plus one fifteen. Bobrovsky has proven that he's uh you know he's in playoff mode now. He's playing well, and Samsonov has been excellent after a loss all season long, all playoffs long really. So uh, yeah, I like there to be uh, fewer than seven goals for sure at plus one fifteen. Um, yeah, the, the Leafs are, uh, you know, we were seeing a big big resurgence from Austin Matthews, too. Like He's playing a lot better the last few games. Uh, he's really stepping up into the role where he's supposed to be. Mitch Marner's kind of uh, cooled down a bit. Uh, hopefully he's not uh, too hurt or something. I don't know. Um, more, more concerning would be that if, if he's not uh, playing up to the, 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 the level of, of a playoff performer because um, he hasn't exactly 
been excellent since the first couple games. I don't know. Marner's been pretty invisible for me the last few games. I don't know. can speak more to that. Been split up, so they're not playing together anymore. Matthews and uh, Marner. They're trying to get Tavares going and get a bit more depth. So Marner's been playing with him, and then they move uh, Nylander up with Matthews. Yeah, Nyes is looking good though on the on the on the line. Nyes is good. But yeah, Austin Matthews is the big story. If, if Austin Matthews keep playing like he like he has been, uh, then the, the Leafs should win the series. Um, even with the you know, Kachuk's probably the best player in this series to be honest. Like he he's so good. He's he's carrying the Panthers team. <laughs> Uh, we got Brian Montour. He's awesome too in the, in the first power play unit, and um, yeah, he's basically a forward on, on the D. But that that's basically every Panthers D man, except for Ratko Gudis, who uh, keeps delivering uh, delicious hits. I uh, love to see that guy in the in the playoffs here. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a physical series, and we'll see if the Leafs can stand up to it. But uh, for this game, uh, if anything, I'll just I'll just take the under six and a half plus one fifteen. Uh, I I don't expect this to be. Uh, um, I mean, the the, the the price is dependent. Like, um, I took the over in the first game at minus 115, and now all of a sudden that game went under, and now it's uh, minus 135. I don't know about that. Both goalies, I think, are, are pretty decent this playoffs, um, and especially considering Samsonov has been excellent after a loss. So, yeah, the the under, I think, is, is the better look. Um, for a side, I have no fucking clue, but I would, I would rather just take the Leafs for the series of plus 105 because – Apparently, this playoffs home ice doesn't matter. It, it's uh, the road teams have been dominating, so uh, the, the Leafs can easily go down to Florida and uh, win a couple there, even if they lose this one. So yeah, Leafs plus one hundred five for the series, under six and a half in this game. I do like Leafs to to get a power play goal here. That it had a few missed opportunities early in the game that would have completely changed the game. Uh, they look decent with the goalie pulled, so that they can get set up and hopefully they can they can get one uh, on the power play in game two. Power play looked good, but I don't hate that at all either. I might tell you on that later. Um, okay, let's move into the uh, Seattle Kraken Dallas Stars game here at the 9.30 p.m. time slot here. Seattle, we talked about it a little bit. They're up one nothing in this series. Big win over Dallas in game one here. Uh, Seattle on the money line sitting at plus 165. Dallas on the money line at minus 195. The over-unders of 5.5. Overpay not plus 110. The under, minus 130. Gilbert, I'm throwing it over to you, man. What do we got here? We got a, a Dallas team that is in, in another another can't lose situation here. They can't go down 2-0 and go go into Seattle where. Clarify, though, it's not a must win. It's not a must win. No, if if they lose it, they're they're still playing. They're still playing. It's just a can't lose though. Yeah, they can't lose it. <laughs> but <I> yeah, <laughs> minus 195. Um, I think that's a bit steep for the Stars. Um, I, I could see an overtime play here as well. I mean, I, I'm pretty much I, I'm thinking about just sprinkling half a unit on every game to go to overtime from here on out because these should be close games, especially in this series, went to overtime. Their last meeting of the regular season went to overtime, 5-4. So that's why in this game I'm I'm focusing on the over here, over 5.5 at plus 110. There were six goals in in the first period in in game one. Uh, They slowed it down after that, but still a 5-4 final. So if you give me plus plus 110 on a game that just had nine goals, I'm going to take that all day uh, over 5.5. Yeah, pretty much uh, spoke about the last night's game earlier on there. And uh, for this one, I like the the over as well at, at plus 110. It's a, it's a weird adjustment there coming down. Um, the, the, the total was like, uh, it was it was less than this. It was like plus 100 for the over in the uh, first game. So I don't know why it's plus 110 now, considering we, we've seen uh, some weaknesses from both goalies. 
and a lot of offense from both teams. I mean, the, the, the game is wide open the whole way. And, um, yeah, so I do like the over quite a bit there at uh, plus 110. I'm not sure why that is. But uh, anyway, I mean, then the Stars didn't even – there weren't even that many power plays in the game. So uh, you'll expect a few more penalties in this one after teams get more uh, familiar with each other, you know, uh, start dishing out some hits, dishing out some hatred, and uh, we'll, we'll get a few more power plays. So, yeah, over five and a half, I absolutely agree with that. Um, but I'm going to go with the uh, the home team here, the, the, the desperate team. Now they don't want to lose both games at home. Uh, like I said, stars were basically as good as the Kraken in game one. They just got a, you know, a couple couple of bad bounces, and they only have Pavelski scoring for them. So hopefully they get a couple other guys contributing. So I'm going with the stars team total over three and a half at plus 120. I think they scored four goals here against Grubauer, who, uh, you know, he was decent, but he wasn't uh, as good as he was against Colorado, which was my whole thing going into the series that uh, he wouldn't be the same goalie. And uh, hopefully he's not for the rest of the series and the rest of the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, Stars team total over three and a half plus 120 is the better bet. I think it's it's a way to mix the the, the Stars to win and the over. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that bet quite a bit. All right. For myself here, I know I talked about it. Maybe the Kraken are rolling in. Maybe they get it done. But sometimes you got to try and not overthink things. And you could – you can be very wrong with this, but I, I still love the Stars to win this series, man. I arguably think that they're the better team here. Uh, Seattle's finding a way to get it done, and there's something to be said for that, man. There's the there, I don't know if you call that intangibles, but I can't pinpoint exactly what it is that kind of keeps them alive in these games. But they're playing well. They're getting big goals the proper times, and they started early. Four fucking goals in the first period. That's awesome in game one. Uh, but I just I don't think we've seen the best out of Dallas in that first game here, man. So I'm going back with the Stars here. Uh, minus 195 is a little ugly, but I mean... Fuck, maybe wait and see if Seattle goes up by a quick goal again early or something like that and see if you can get a lot better, better odds or, uh, you know, maybe a regulation play. I'm kind of with Ryan, though. I don't I, – I think we might see a lot of overtime in this series. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I will find a way to be on Dallas, uh, maybe if it's like team total or something like that. And as far as over-under goes, I'm – I know we talked about this before the show, too. Yeah, there were six goals in the first period, but there's only two for the rest of the games here. Ryan, based off that comment, kind of had me feeling the under. But if if you're going to give me five and a half plus 110 in playoffs, I'm going to take the over, man. Like, we're going to see some goals here. I'm not sold on Philip Grubauer. I still think he's a big pile of fucking shit. So our big pile of Shiza. He's German, so I should say it properly. Um, I'm, I'm going with the over, and I'm going to find a way to bet Dallas. All right. Uh, we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And it's Kentucky Derby Week. The notorious OTB brought to you by the SGPN has all your Triple Crown bets. Plus, leave a review for the show wherever you get your podcast between now and Belmont Saturday on June 10th. And you'll be entering into a drawing to win a canvas print of the Wolf's one-of-a-kind Fallen Bob painting. It's post time. All right. One thing I wanted to bring up here. You guys see uh, Snoops apparently in on uh, on the bid to help yeah. uh, just the Senators there. Him, Gosling, or not Gosling, Reynolds and... Uh, I guess that fucking Toronto real estate company or whatever, they're putting in a billion dollar bid. Yeah. I mean, uh, let, let's see the Sens get some new ownership. See if they can, uh, they should be exciting in the coming years. So maybe bring in Snoop, bring in, bring in some movie stars and get the uh, glitz and glamour. 
Hell yeah, man. Uh, I think that, that's good. Like, you need more names like that in hockey, man. You know, there's fucking... You get, let's get some big dogs in here, you know? No pun intended here. Let's get some big guys <laughs> to come in and just, uh, just start getting it going. Let's grow the league a little bit. Um, all right, we're going to move into our HGP Puck Buck Challenge here. Uh, obviously, we haven't had any winning since we last recorded because we're recording pre the games here, so we're just going to jump right into our picks. Uh, Jolie, why don't you kick us off here, my man? You're going to you're gonna have a fucking bounce back. I feel like you're going to go fucking perfect on everything you picked here. Let's get her going. I doubt it because, uh, once again, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so we're going with Sasha Barkov, under one and a half points, minus 230, 40 Puck Bucks there. I uh, I think that that line is a crazy line. It'll take a lot for him to get over uh, one and a half points in a game that I think goes under and uh, a game that the Leafs likely win. So, uh, yeah, minus 230 is a good price there. Leafs, Panthers under six and a half, plus 115, 15 puck bucks there. Same kind of logic. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that this is going to be uh, – this is a good price for the under. I, it takes a lot to go it over uh, – six and a half goals and um yeah with, with I, I expect both, both goalies to play play well uh samsonov has been excellent off of a loss and um yeah i think the leafs win and then in like a three two four two game and next up stars team total over three and a half plus 120 15 puck bucks on this one um yeah i think this game goes over and i think the stars will win so this is a good price for that uh, i do not expect it to be like a 3-1 3-2 game so give me the stars to get uh three goal or four goals plus and uh devil's eastern conference plus 280 15 puck bucks there no real logic here just fucking uh, riding the devils here all the way to the finish line and uh finally leaf series plus 105 20 puck bucks there yeah, I mean, uh, it's scary the Panthers have the win on, um, you know, they already had the, the road win there, but I think the Leafs can do what they did against the Lightning and button down and get those clutch goals. Um, they were the inferior team against the Lightning, and they still managed to win it. I think they could do the same thing here when they are the better team. And uh, Austin Matthews is, is, is getting better and better by the game. So, uh, yeah, I like the Leafs quite a bit to win the series. All right. Uh, for me, I like the Leafs to win game two, uh, minus 180. Bit steep, put a 90 puck bucks on that. Um, also have the Kraken Stars over five and a half, plus 110 for 50 puck bucks. Really, really like that price. Kraken to win the cup are still 14 to one. So I'm going to put 25 puck bucks on that. Also like the Hurricanes to win the cup at plus 650 for 25 puck bucks. And just added this one in there. Uh, Austin Matthews to have a power play point in game two, uh, plus 140 for 25 puck bucks. What's your logic behind the Kraken? Uh, I think 14 for the cup. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're, I think 14 to one is too high, given the fact that they're up one nothing in the series. Um, I don't I don't think they can beat Edmonton, but I think 14 to one is too high. His logic is he's got a thousand more puck bucks. <laughs> he's got fucking money to spend. My logic is. I can either wipe my ass with those 25 puck bucks or I can put them on the Kraken. <laughs> it's too short. It's too short. They're not going to win the cup. So 14 to one is a waste. Don't fall down anybody. <laughs> All right. For myself, uh, Seattle, Dallas over five and a half plus plus one ten. I'm going to put 25 puck bucks in that in the uh, game two here. Uh, I think we're going to see some, go- I've got a feeling this series is going to be a little more high scoring than we're tending to believe. So uh, over five and a half plus uh, money. I'll take that. Um, also, Morgan Riley over two and a half shots on goal, plus 140 here in game two. I'm going to put 25 puck bucks on it. Uh, I think three or two out of his past three games, he's had three shots in it um, as well. This guy's had a 
He's had a bit of a resurgence come playoff time, and he's playing with confidence, and he's getting pucks on that, especially on those power plays, man. So he has that little fucking wrister that, you know, it's he doesn't have a slap shot to save his fucking life, but he'll get that wrister on net, you know, at least once, twice, hopefully three times a game. So plus 140, I think there's some value on that, especially uh, if Florida's giving the Leafs more room on the uh, power play like I talked about earlier, and if Florida is taking penalties like they were in game one. Uh, also, I'm going to take Leafs in regulation, minus 115, 25 puck bucks for game two here. Uh, it's not a must-win game, but it's a can't-lose game. Anyway, <laughs> if you're going to not lose, you might as well not fucking lose in regulation. So I absolutely love that play, minus 115. Uh, I'm going to move down. I'm going to take Dallas Stars on the series at minus 120. I'm going to toss 50 puck bucks on that. I think the Stars are the better team here. I'm hoping that they kind of get it done. I don't know, man. I feel like... I think if Seattle goes on a bit of a heater thing, I don't know what to say, but it's anybody's game in the fucking West. And if Seattle can get past Dallas, they have just as good of a chance as anybody. Um, and then for my last one, I just added this in a little bit late here. Uh, William Nylander, anytime goal scorer for game two, plus 340, 15 pucks bucks. Uh, Willie hasn't scored in five games. He's on a little bit of a He's drought. due. Well, that's and before these five games, he had a goal in four straight. You know, this guy, he's, he's getting chance. And I've noticed it. What did I go to? I went to game five, the Leaf game versus Tampa there, and he couldn't take a fucking pass off his stick. He was getting like looks for like breakaways or in the slots. Anytime the puck would come to him, it would just kind of roll off his stick. A little bit of bad puck luck, a little bit of bad juju. I'm with Jolie here. Willie's due. If you're going to give me him plus 340 to score, I'm going to be on that all day long. So 15 puck bucks on my boy Nylander. I got my Nylander 88 jersey on that he technically paid for, so let's fucking go with boys. <laughs> Nylander bought me a jersey if anybody wants to know. All right, uh, that pretty much wraps it up here, gentlemen. Anything else you want to add here or what? I, I think that, that's about it. Um, yeah, we recorded last night. Not, not much more, more to say with two episodes here in less than 24 hours. True. Fair enough. Very fair. Um, all right, everybody. Go check out uh, Hawk or the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be, yo. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. We got hockey. We got fucking basketball playoffs are doing its thing. Baseball's 27 billion games in there. <laughs> seven trillion game season everything's going well in the fucking although i should say it's going quicker because the pitch clock's gotta fucking love that uh spring football is doing its fucking thing let's go breakers baby in the usfl uh golf we got a decent golf tournament coming up we didn't really talk about that too much but that's okay we'll throw some picks in the discord eventually uh what else we got there's fucking nascar there's fucking f1 their season starting to pick up a little bit uh, mma there's always tilts going on there so there's tons of stuff going on you can find all that information at the sgpn website uh read the articles listen to the other shows check out ryan's other show baseball money is fake with him and blake uh, absolutely killing it and then of course shout out to all of our friends and pals in the discord always popping off everybody's having a good time pretty fucking active man. and it ain't just hockey in the hockey channel you get a little bit of yeah, a lot of basketball going on. There's golf going on. There's you no know, auto sports. There's baseball best final. There's fucking late night tennis, Korean baseball. We got it all, baby. So get your ass in the Discord. Uh, if you want to know how to get in there, reach out to myself, Ryan, on Twitter. You can also find it, I believe, at the website as well or the HGPN website. Or you can send a carrier pigeon to Joel Meyer. He'll be sure to get you in there. Um, so, yeah, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money, baby. Daily yeah. is still a troll. <laughs> <laughs> Catfish trolling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Discord, it, it just gets more degen and more degen as, as the playoffs move along. Because you still got intense hockey, but it's just now it's two games a night. Next series is going to be one game a night. Stanley Cup final, it's going to be every other night or every few nights. So there's going to be us talking, whatever else we're, we're betting there, throwing out KBO, NPB, late night tennis, NBA, whatever might have you in there. So make sure you check out Discord, SG.com slash Discord. 
and follow and subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on Apple, Spotify, leave us a five-star rating and review. Look at this, boys. It's 6.58. We finished right before the games. Good fucking job, gentlemen. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, guys. My name is Tyler Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Tyler underscore Jenkins 94. My name is Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Myron. You'll find me recommending a bet that will be stale by the time you listen to this, but uh, Boston Celtics do win the Eastern Conference at minus 105 or so. I think they take care of the Sixers here, and they'll be massive favorites against uh, whatever bum team comes out of the other series with the, the Knicks and the Heat. So, yeah, Celtics all the way. Boston will get disappointed in the finals, though, with the Denver Nuggets coming out triumphant and winning the NBA title. Donnie Nuggets back at it again. Look out. Peace.